Hey, kia ora guys. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to share some exciting news with you. So, one of the things that I've always wanted to do, if you've listened to this podcast, is travel and train and teach and do a whole bunch of things, mainly meet my friends. I'm very delighted to say that both Sensei James Pankovich of the Asato Dojo in Okinawa and myself will be coming to Canada in September. That's right, we're coming in late September. We're going to be doing some seminars and I'm going to be presenting a workshop on traditional Māori martial arts and warfare practices. So I'm hoping that you can attend. Sensei Pankovic is bringing his A game. I'm going to bring my A plus game hopefully. And it's all thanks to the Shoshinkan Dojo and especially to Sensei Steve Arms. If you're wanting to attend and come and train with us, come hang out and have some fun, please contact Shihan Steve Arms at the Shoshinkan Dojo in Canada. So looking forward to that. That's right, Pankovic Sensei and myself will be in Canada in September. So come join the fun. Uh, reach out to um, Sensei and really looking forward to meeting you and doing some training together. Click the link in the description to reach out to Sensei and like I said, we'll see you there. I know some people who think that a dojo should be this collaborative, wonderful world in which everyone has a say. I'm more about, shall we say, a benevolent dictatorship. I think people uh, enter dojo with a number of different needs in mind. Perhaps the dojo, the school, the kuun or the gym or the dojang that you're going to is a place that you've entered to, into because you want to become fitter, you want to become more flexible, perhaps there's a social element, you want self-defense, perhaps you're just looking at doing a different kind of exercise. Perhaps you're looking for something else and that's kind of the topic of my conversation today with you. Sometimes I think when people enter dojo they enter with some I guess expectations which are shaped by their life experience before they ever walk through the door of a dojo. And I think as I've spoken about before there's a lot of misconceptions about what a sensei is. And the name of today's podcast is sensei doesn't mean friend. And I really believe that. I think that whilst at the beginning of this, let me just say that I do regard a lot of my students as close personal friends. When I'm in the dojo, I am making decisions based on my role in terms of looking at the development and what they need as opposed to what they want or what will make me popular. And I don't get the idea of being a sensei mixed up with the idea of being a father figure, a guru, some kind of Yoda or Shaolin monk type who has expertise in these areas. My job when people come through my dojo is to make sure one, that the training environment is a healthy one, that the attitude of the students is that of courtesy and respect with a strong focus on etiquette. Now having said that, I know that people enter into a dojo looking for that mentor, 
looking for that person that will perhaps, because of what they've seen on movies, will have all the answers to a whole bunch of personal dilemmas. And that's just not the case. I know for me, when I was younger, I know that I certainly entered the fray looking for something which I felt was missing in my own life, a father figure, a mentor, and all those sort of things. And yes, I have had sensei that were like that, but I've also had sensei that couldn't care less about what was going on outside of the dojo, as long as I trained hard, did my time, practiced, and didn't waste their time. So it's this weird kind of a thing where I see a lot of dojo, they have these organizations kind of built around them. Now I have a small dojo, and what generally guides my decisions around the dojo is speaking with my senior instructors but also applying common sense and hopefully courtesy and being really focused on what I teach and more importantly the why of what I teach. When you're teaching a dojo professionally as I have never done I think that it can become expedient to make decisions based on a financial motivation and I'm not backing that that's the way it is. But sometimes I think it's always really difficult when students enter into that student-teacher relationship and they're looking for someone who will answer all their questions. And I think a lot of times the difficulty is when students kind of create that attitude or atmosphere within the dojo and there are some people who actually really lap that up. At some point, we all wanted to be sensei. We all wanted to have that appellation. We all wanted to be in that position of responsibility. And as I've moved through the different levels and continue to move through the different levels as a student, as a teacher, and as a student again, it's really important to remember who I am and what common sense, etiquette, and just human decency kind of suggest to me about the way that I act. Sometimes it's very easy for students to become extremely disillusioned with their sensei when they end up being human, making human errors and errors in judgment and perhaps not being the shining example of humanhood that we would hope. He or she may fall short of a of a standard they weren't even aware that they were going for. And the fall can be long and it can be hard. And James Pankovich Sensei talked about when he appeared on the podcast that life is a lot easier when you approach your relationships in the dojo, especially with that of your instructor, with the mindset, and I'm paraphrasing, that these people, these men and women, are human. And that... If we are looking for something other than what they are offering in terms of, you know, counselling and telling us the truth of our lives and helping us with all sorts of things that have nothing to do with karate or taekwondo or jiu-jitsu or any of the martial arts you're doing, then life is a lot easier. And I sincerely mean that when people are training, and people are training in my dojo, I hope that I'm making the decisions that are right for them. My job is to make sure that I impart the martial arts that I've been training in a way that they're one able to metabolize, that they will practice and take some personal responsibility for in terms of training. At some point, they are probably going to do it differently from me. And that could be years from now. But the main thing is, is that 
I'm not in there trying to be everyone's buddy. Outside of the dojo, I'm a different person. Um, I don't walk into the dojo, just using myself as an example, and stride around like some kind of god. But I think there's probably a fair amount of respect paid to me, and I hope that it's respect which is earned as opposed to just expected on my part. Maybe I'm overstating that. And I like the kind of respect that is self-imposed, so that's why etiquette is so important. And when I'm sparring, when I'm training, there's a certain ruthlessness to the way that I conduct myself. And ruthless has a number of different and very negative connotations. I don't mean that I am unfair. That doesn't mean that I am violent. That does not mean that I humiliate students. What that means is that I train earnestly. I'm very earnest about what I do. Sensei Steve Arms, who actually inspired this interview, actually, we were having a conversation the other day, and he was talking about that he is not in the dojo to be your friend. He is in the dojo to inspire, to instruct, and hopefully make the right decisions. And I kind of concur with that. The problem is when we start trying to live up to these things, when you have Sensei who... Um, try and become these gurus and try and become this and try and become that and then they surround themselves for the most part with people who think they're infallible and when they fall it's a horrible situation and they're defended kind of like cult leaders and that is always disturbing to me that is always disturbing so no sensei doesn't mean friend but it doesn't mean enemy either hopefully what it means is it's a foil the role is, is that of a foil to laziness to apathy and to a negative self-regard. My job is not to push people to a level where it aggrandizes what I think a real martial artist, and I'm doing this literally with my fingers doing the parenthesis on either side, a real martial artist, is it's actually about trying to get people to see themselves in a different way, and hopefully pushing past what they thought they were capable of, even if it's just by a degree. And then taking responsibility for that and having an understanding about that capability. I'm not in there trying to be people's friends. I don't promote people based on their popularity with me. In fact, it's kind of strange. The more I am friends with someone, the longer the road is to um, getting sure done in terms of just, I think it's just fear. I don't change my values based on popularity. And Hence, I've never had huge amounts of students at any one time. Um, and also, I'm not under any illusions about what my level of training is. You know, I'm good at what I do. I train very hard. I've worked very hard. I've had great teachers. But I think it's really important that people, when they enter the dojo, they understand what a sensei is, what a sensei isn't. I'm not there to be your psychologist, your counsellor. I am there to be your sensei to make sure you have, hopefully, through the years of training, a profound understanding of how your body works, a profound understanding of what the style is and what we're trying to impart. And at the high levels, as you progress through and you mature, taking ownership of your own direction. Because I don't want to see carbon copies of myself. I don't want you bound by my limitations, as, as Bruce Lee would say. You know, limitations are there to, to be broken. And I'm not here to support a style, I'm here to support people. I'm not a big believer in the 
person having to wrap themselves around a style, I think the style should wrap themselves around the person and everyone should find their own expression in due course. That takes years and it takes discipline, it takes daily practice, it takes an understanding of where you're at and it just means getting in your gi or getting outside or wherever it is, getting on the mat and practicing when there's no one there to see you. So for me, I'm not there to be your friend because everything I teach you for me is everything that I'm practicing. So I take it extremely seriously and yes, I do joke around. You guys all know me now. I do joke around a lot. I always think there's room for laughter but I take what I do extremely seriously so don't get those two things mixed up. Sensei doesn't mean friend. Kia ora, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. This is a podcast about my experiences as a martial artist, as a student, as a teacher, as someone who from time to time has stubbed their toes on the problems of the world and kind of gone, what am I doing this for? Please take time to check out the link in the description. It will take you to our YouTube channel and also to our profiles on social media, which you're most welcome to check out and contact us on. We also have a wonderful merch shop where you can grab cups and a couple of other things if you're wanting to support the podcast. Or if you're wanting to support it more directly, we have a link that you can do that also. Either way, enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and keep training, keep smiling, keep enjoying, and most importantly, keep developing.